Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, January 10th, and we start with local news. A nonpartisan watchdog group has asked a federal ethics agency to investigate Tennessee Congressman Andy Ogle's over $1 million of discrepancies in financial disclosures he is required to file with the U.S. House. The Campaign Legal Center, or CLC, repeatedly cites News Channel 5's reporting in the complaint that was filed Tuesday with the Office of Congressional Ethics, or OCE, comparing Ogles' conduct to disgraced New York Congressman George Santos. News Channel 5 Investigates discovered that, like Santos, Ogles has misrepresented his educational and business credentials. The expulsion of Representative George Santos for filing false financial disclosure statements and other ethics violations demonstrates why investigations of significant discrepancies in a candidate's financial reporting are warranted, the CLC complaint says. Unexplained inconsistencies in Representative Ogle's reported finances and allegations of him representing his background raise fundamental questions for voters about the transparencies of their elected representative, it read. Campaign Legal Center was founded in 2002 by its current president, Trevor Potter, a former GOP commissioner on the Federal Election Commission. The Federal Office of Congressional Ethics is an independent agency created by the U.S. House of Representatives to review allegations of misconduct and, when appropriate, to refer those matters to the House House Ethics Committee. Specifically, in its complaint, the CLC notes the Murray County Republicans claim to have personally loaned $320,000 to his 2022 campaign for Congress, but Representative Ogle's financial disclosure reports do not disclose assets that would allow him to make this loan, the report states. As News News Channel 5 previously reported, on financial disclosures filed with the U.S. House of Representatives, Ogle's did not disclose any checking or savings accounts. In a footnote, the CLC acknowledged that bank accounts only must be reported in a candidate or member's financial disclosure report if they are interest-bearing. The Campaign Legal Center also urges the Office of Congressional Ethics to investigate Ogles's failure to disclose a $700,000 line of credit with First Bank that was discovered by News Channel 5 Investigates. It cites News Channel 5's revelation that Ogles misrepresented his educational and professional credentials, including his claims to be an economist, a trained law enforcement officer, and an expert in international sex crimes. The Tennessee Republican has also been fined $5,750 by the Federal Election Commission for multiple reporting violations associated with his campaign account. Although Representative Ogles' statements about his background and the prior FEC complaints against him are not the subject of this complaint, these matters demonstrate a pattern of inaccurate information on the public record supporting an investigation of his substantial financial disclosure discrepancies, the CLC complaint concludes. Representative Ogles has not publicly released a statement concerning this investigation. Columbia Fire and Rescue announced that Station Number 1 remodeling has begun. The administrative office has temporarily moved to Fire Station 3, located at 705 Firefighters Drive, where it will remain until Station 1 remodel project is complete. If you require a fire report, a burn permit, or any other administrative assistance, please head to Station 3 until further notice. 
A major project on Interstate 65 in Middle Tennessee is now delayed by one year. The Buckner Road interchange project in Spring Hill was originally set to open in April of 2023. Now, leaders with the Tennessee Department of Transportation say the interchange won't open to drivers until late this spring. TDOT stated that crucial items contributing to the extended project duration include right-of-way acquisitions, environmental permits, and existing soil conditions. Additionally, to mitigate as much of the delays as possible, the contractor has adjusted their schedule to have multiple activities being worked on concurrently and allocating additional resources to the project, a spokesperson said. The new exit will provide direct access from I-65 to Spring Hill and alleviate congestion along the north and south corridors in the area. The project includes a diverging diamond interchange at Buckner Road, It also entails a two and a quarter mile extension of Buckner Road, which will be named June Lake Boulevard once completed. TDOT expects around 17,000 daily trips at the new interchange within the first year. That number is projected to reach 44,000 over the next 20 years. TDOT acknowledges the inconveniences of roadway projects and appreciates your patience in dealing with the construction. The finished project will bring a new gateway to Spring Hill that will improve traffic for the citizens and businesses. The interchange is funded by the City of Spring Hill with the help of a $25 million grant from the federal government. Murray Regional Medical Group Pulmonary has returned to Suite 503 of the Murray Regional Medical Office Building in Columbia following important renovations. The practice moved in September one floor up in the same building while renovations to its space in Suite 503 were completed. The Murray Regional Medical Office Building is located at 1222 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia adjacent to Murray Regional Medical Center. The newly remodeled suite has expanded its square footage from 4,000 to 6,000, while the number of exam rooms has more than doubled from 6 to 14. In addition to expanding our physical space, we have continued to recruit physicians as more patients choose Murray Regional Medical Group for their care, and we are typically able to see patients two weeks after their referral, Murray Regional Medical Group President Nathan Miller said. We're thrilled with how the renovated suite promotes better patient flow, and we're excited to continue providing exceptional care to our patients, he said. Murray Regional Medical Group Pulmonary has five specialists in pulmonary, pulmonology rather, who see patients by referral only, including doctors John Forstall, Jan Friels, J. Spencer Jensen, Brett Norman, and nurse practitioner Brian Beck. They're specially trained to diagnose and treat a range of conditions affecting the lungs and pulmonary system, including asthma, allergies, COPD, emphysema, and pulmonary fibrosis. Murray Regional Medical Group's pulmonary hours are Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and Friday from 8 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. For a complete list of services and more information or to refer a patient, call 931-490-7775 or visit www.murrayregional.com forward slash pulmonary. This Saturday, January 13th, is the first second Saturday of 2024, and that means a big celebration at the Factory at Columbia. Second Saturdays is a reoccurring event each month showcasing artisans, crafters, bakers, and other creative local talent. The event takes place on Saturday, January 13th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. The February second Saturday will take place on February 10th. 
If you sell original handmade artwork or goods and can be available on-site during the event, come showcase your talent to our local community by applying at www.factoryatcolumbia.com forward slash second Saturdays. The Factory at Columbia is located at 101 North James M. Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Join Murray Alliance on Tuesday, January 30th for their most anticipated event of the year as they celebrate their accomplishments for 2023 and recognize the transition of their volunteer leadership. This will be a lively night of entertainment and networking celebrating business and industry in Murray County with dinner and beverages by It's Chef Jess and live music featuring the Velvet Troubadours. Purchase tickets to the Murray Alliance annual meeting now to guarantee a seat at their biggest event of the year. The event will take place from 5 to 8 p.m. on January 30th at the Memorial Building located at 308 West 7th Street in Columbia. For more information, visit www.murrayalliance.com. Following years of exponential growth in the city of Spring Hill and surrounding areas, the city is now conducting a special census to get an up-to-date population count. A special census is a process outlined in Tennessee statutes to update the population of a Tennessee county or a municipality in the years following the U.S. Census Bureau's counts collected at the beginning of each decade. In Tennessee, certain revenues collected by the state are distributed to counties and municipalities based on the population reported annually in the Certified Population of Tennessee Incorporated Municipalities and Counties. Unless a special census has been conducted and subsequently certified by the Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development, the population count from the latest decennial census is used. Since the 2020 census, the city of Spring Hill is estimated to have increased in population by roughly 10,000 people, which could earn the city an additional $2 million in funding. That is money that could be put toward hiring additional firefighters and public safety staff, street maintenance, and infrastructure improvements. Make sure you and your family are counted in the City of Spring Hill 2024 Special Census. You can submit your information by following the link that you can find on the City of Spring Hill's website at www.springhilltn.org forward slash civic alerts, as well as on the City of Spring Hill's Facebook page. Columbia State Community College will host virtual Tennessee Reconnect information sessions in January. Tennessee Reconnect is a last-dollar scholarship that provides free tuition for adults to attend a community college. The initiative is designed to help adults enter college to gain new skills, advance in the workplace, and fulfill lifelong dreams of completing a degree or credential. Tennessee Reconnect provides a wonderful opportunity for eligible adult learners to attend Columbia State tuition-free, said Joni Allison, Columbia State Coordinator of Adult Student Services. We offer multiple information session dates each month to allow easy access for prospective students who would like to begin or return to college, she said. To be eligible for Tennessee Reconnect, students must meet the following requirements. They should not have already earned an associate or bachelor's degree, they should have a Tennessee, be a Tennessee resident for at least one year, have completed the free application for federal student aid and be determined as an independent student, be admitted to Columbia State and enroll in a degree or certificate program, and must attend at least part-time, meaning six credit hours. The next information session will take place on January 11th from 2 to 3 p.m. 
To view the full list of steps to apply or to sign up for an information session, please visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash reconnect. Murray County government has been awarded a $5,000 matching grant from the South Central Tennessee Development District. The Arts Build Communities, or ABC, grant will help the county commemorate the historic Murray County Courthouse as it celebrates 120 years of service to the community in 2024. The grant will fund a community-juried art competition open to Murray County citizens of all ages. According to a press release, the theme will focus on what does the courthouse represent to its citizens – Citizens are invited to use their artistic abilities to design an original piece of art, all genres are welcome, that interprets what the Murray County Courthouse means. The Murray County Courthouse is an iconic and historic structure for the state of Tennessee. Built by local architect J.E.R. Carpenter before he went on to great fame as one of the leading architects of luxury high-rise living in New York City, this building has been the central focus of Murray County since it was built in 1904. It symbolizes much to our community. This grant is a wonderful opportunity to allow the citizens of the county to interpret and express what the building represents. The contest will start with a commemoration ceremony honoring the courthouse, which will include a proclamation by Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt, followed by an overview focusing on the history of the Murray County Courthouse by me, Tom Price, starting at 4 p.m. on Thursday, January 11th, in the courthouse. Murray County citizens will have from January 11th to March 22nd to submit their artwork to the Murray County Archives temporary location at 1446 Oak Springs Drive, Suite 100. Art will be juried in four categories, elementary school, secondary school, high school, and adults ages 18 and over. Prizes will be awarded for first, second, and third places for each category, and one grand prize winner will be announced during Mule Day on April 6th. Rules for artist submissions include artwork must be original, all art intended for wall mounting, such as drawings and paintings in the 18-plus category, must be submitted in a frame and wired for hanging, all submitted art must be accompanied by a card with the artist's name, contact information, category, title, and medium, and all art must be submitted by 3 p.m. on Friday, March 22nd. Art will be juried by five esteemed artists, which include local photographers Sarah Gillum and Ross Janes, as well as painters James Spearman and Margaret Warfield, and sculptor Jennifer Grisham. The winning submissions will be displayed at the courthouse during the 2024 Mule Day festivities. All submitted artwork will be placed on display at the Prior Art Gallery at Columbia State Community College from May 13th through June 14th, and the exhibit will open with a gallery reception on May 13th. For more information about the contest, contact the Murray County Archives at 931-375-1500. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Ann McCormick Reddick, 91, of Columbia, passed away on January 7th. Funeral services for Mrs. Reddick will be conducted on Friday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 5 5 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Juanita Ann Overby Taylor, 73, I'm sorry, 93, resident of Columbia, passed away on Saturday, January 6th at NHC Columbia. Funeral services will be conducted on Saturday, January 13th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends from 12 p.m. till the time of service at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. 
Condolences may be extended online at www.oaksandnichols.com. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies early, giving way to late-day sunshine. The high will be 47 degrees, with winds out of the southwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect a clear sky and a low near 35 degrees. Winds will come out of the south-southwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Hi, this is George Rawls with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because He changed mine. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The public faced new restrictions on watching the proceedings of the Tennessee House of Representatives, a last-minute ticketing requirement to sit in a public Capitol gallery, as lawmakers returned Tuesday to begin the 2024 legislative session. State troopers and House sergeants-at-arms turned spectators away from the West House Gallery ahead of the start of session on Tuesday, citing a new policy requiring tickets issued by lawmakers that was never publicly announced. Under the policy, as best understood by members of the public, lawmakers and those enforcing it, lawmakers were allowed to give out a single spectator ticket to sit in the House Gallery. The rule, established by House Speaker Cameron Sexton, effectively slashes public access to House proceedings by half. It's unclear when the Speaker created the new policy. As minutes before the session began, lawmakers, including GOP leadership, seemed unaware of its origin. Connor Grady, Sexton's new spokesperson, stated that he could not speak to the origin of the policy, why members of the public were being prevented from observing the public proceedings, when the policy was created, who created it, or why tickets would be required to access a public area of the building. Grady has not yet responded to written requests for details. House Majority Leader William Lamberth deferred to the House Speaker's office when asked whether the new ticketing policy is written down. House Democrats sharply criticized the new policy in Tuesday's floor proceedings. Democratic Caucus Chair John Ray Clemens said he was surprised to learn of the policy less than an hour before the session began. 
We strongly oppose this new policy that was unilaterally decided by the Speaker and or his office, which effectively bars people from the People's House, Clemens said. Whitney Weaver, a Brentwood resident, was turned away from the gallery and told to contact her lawmaker to obtain a ticket. When she and her friend did so, the legislative assistants who answered the phone were unaware of the ticketing policy. The policy is one of several apparent crowd control measures enacted after the intense protests of last spring, with an increased trooper presence still present in the Capitol. Members of the public and lobbyists, many of whom were also vocally upset by the new gallery policy, are now sequestered within a warren of stanchions in the Capitol Rotunda and wide hallway outside the Senate and House chambers. The area was entirely open to the public a year ago. If you don't maintain decorum, then it doesn't become anybody's house except the people who scream the loudest. The only way it can be the people's house is if you follow the rules. House Republican Caucus Chair Jeremy Faison said, it, It's whoever's screaming the loudest house right now, and that's not okay. That's not how you govern, he said. Tennessee drivers saw another week of falling prices at the gas pump. Over last week, gas prices fell five cents on average. The Tennessee gas price average is now $2.70, which is 14 cents less expensive than one month ago and 28 cents less than one year ago. Strong refinery activity and seasonally low demand are helping to keep gas prices low for now, said Megan Cooper, spokeswoman for AAA, the auto club group. Oil prices rose slightly last week over concerns of the possibility of widening conflict in the Middle East. If crude oil prices continue to trend higher this week, it's likely we could start to see some volatility in our pump prices. Here's some quick facts. 70% of Tennessee gas stations have prices below $2.75. The lowest 10% of pump prices are $2.44 for regular unleaded. The highest 10% of pump prices are $3.10 for regular unleaded. Tennessee remains the ninth least expensive market in the nation. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Murray Regional Health has announced some big plans for the future. On June 30th, the health system announced its first major construction project at Murray Regional Medical Center in approximately 20 years. The $115 million facility improvement plan will enhance our patient experience and expand access to care for our patients. It's an exciting time at Murray Regional Health, and we hope you'll stand with us as we embark on this renovation and expansion plan. Learn more by visiting murrayregional.com slash bigplans. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercarry.com. That's huntercary.com.
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The 700-acre farm in Manchester that comes alive each June is set to jam once again with the announcement of the 2024 Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival lineup. Headliners for the 2024 event include Pretty Lights, Fisher, Post Malone, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Fred again. Additional performers include Cage the Elephant, Megan the Stallion, Jason Isbell, and the 400-unit Diplo and T-Pain. The pre-sale begins Thursday, January 11th at 10 a.m., and fans can pick up, sign up rather now for a pre-sale passcode exclusively via www.bonnaroo.com forward slash tickets. A public on-sale will follow if tickets remain. 2024 ticket options include four-day general admission, four-day platinum, four-day VIP, along with a variety of camping and parking options starting at just $25 down with a payment plan. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOM, WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting www.frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.